We're back with the Skint Hill podcast. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulties. Uh, I've had an absolute nightmare today. Um, it's all my fault. This should have been coming out live on the live episode, but um, that was also a bit of a bollocks. Uh, but sure, this is how we learn things, isn't it? This is how we learn things, and a bonus of recording today, which is Saturday, is the fact that I am actually here this time. Yeah, uh, you were caught in the, the tarmac. Uh, on the runway. Uh, that makes it sound like I was stuck in tar, like I was out doing a bit of tarmac and then maybe went over my feet or something. Well, look, I don't know what you do, Mark, to be honest. Neither do I, to be fair. I couldn't explain it, but I was in London uh, working and then I was at the plane door and would have made it to the rock and churn time and got delayed at the plane door. Fantastic. It doesn't matter. Look, we'll talk about the psycho game. Me and Keith went through it. The... Fair play to Reese and Adam from the Bottom Up podcast for setting us up uh, audio wise so you could actually broadcast it through the bar. I thought it was a bit more straightforward than what it actually was. It, it was a fucking ball ache of a nightmare of a disaster. Are you um, telling me you didn't uh, scientifically plan it every second of see, what you were going to no, say? No, I, I, I just. Uh, you thought you could just show up and oh, no, no, no. the podcast? No, 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 no. I mean, the actual uh, recording of it and the devices used to record, I thought, uh, you know technology was on my side there and i could just plug in uh record and it would it would it would blast out if i, I hooked it into the, the rocking chair speakers but no that uh, that didn't work so thanks to the lads for helping me out of a massive hole um i should say that we'll we'll talk about slagging game first and then we'll come on to thursday night but a massive crowd and the it was a massive crowd, and everything went well on the rock and chair side of things. Oh, I bet they did. I can, can still hear the tills <laughs> ringing downstairs. <laughs> no, I mean, like, um, this, the way the stream was set up and blah, blah, blah. There was a wee issue with the sound uh, for the commentary in the back lounge, but I think that was down to the amps being, like, turned up full whack because it was, like, Colin Green and... Peter Hutton were whispering in the microphones. Um, they were, they were the a case. bit, they were a bit quiet, but I think it's because they weren't live at the game. They yeah, were watching I, they, were, they were. I think they, were they lost picture for the first couple yeah, of minutes. I think they were recording from uh, the bar in the Brandywell. So uh, unless you were in the actual Faroe Islands itself, you couldn't give us the Damien Duff of a fantastic first sixty seconds. Yeah, I don't actually know how he played for the first sixty seconds. And that's the important part of the game. Yeah, the, the most important. It's it's you know it's it's quite upsetting uh, that I, that I didn't get to see the first sixty seconds and. As soon as the uh, the stream went down, I fucking jetted up the stairs faster than I've ever jetted anywhere, and straight back down them, uh, and near fell into my car to get uh, a hasty MI leap, thinking that I could hook the laptop on uh, that way. But look, doesn't matter. We got watching the match. Uh, the crack was good after the match. Everybody was a boring bastard before the match. I think next time we'll put a wee bit more planning on it, and uh, ideally Mark will actually fucking be there because uh, that would be you know really helpful work Not, work yeah. permitted like work permitted ah fuck work uh big thanks to keith as well for for stepping under the breach at the last minute too um i was kind of hoping that mark would be back in time but unfortunately not anyway me and keith briefly spoke about the sligo game um uh, i'm gonna have a wee listen back to some of the f- the footage i i, I listened to the the facebook live version and the audio is bad on it yeah um, it is yeah so uh, we'll go through we'll we'll run through just as a normal episode today yeah, we'll go through the psycho game. Uh, Mark, have you got the starting lineup for us there, please? I do have the starting lineup. Um, I can't remember what changes are in here, but we'll, I'll fire for it and then we'll have a look. So, starting a goal, Brian Maher. Super Brian Maher um, goal. Over on right back, we had Ronan Boyce. Left back, Ben Doherty. In the middle, Cameron McJanet and Mark Conley. Um, Dummigan Diallo playing a bit of a, a middle two sitting in front of the back four with Kavanagh in the number 10. And then we had uh, McMullen, the new lad, on the right, Duffy on the left, and Jamie McGonagall up top. Yeah, and when I seen the team line up and seen Jamie McGonagall starting, I was a wee bit like, uh, not this again. No, I think since the break, Jamie has looked himself a bit more. I think uh, it, one of the major points from, from the lineup was probably the strength of the first 11, but also the strength of the bench. Yeah, we've seen a couple of returns uh, to the squad by uh, Fats, Patrick McElhinney. Um Will Patchen made it back as well, and other new boy, is it Danny Mullen? 
Danny Mullen uh, Danny, but with an it. E. Yeah, th- th- I, th- this is not. Funny. He wasn't on E's. He just E in his name. <laughs> this is going to confuse me all season long, right? Mullen and Mac Mullen. Mullen and McMullen. Well, I look forward to the the announcer in the, the Brandywell. Oh, Jesus he Christ! Does a stellar job. I look forward to when one subbed off for the other one, and he has a meltdown. A Jeff Stellan job, or did you mean Stellar? Stellar. Did I oh, say yes, Stellan? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, poor Jeff's retired. I wonder if we can get him on as a guest. Anywho. Yeah, you'd be uh, bought up by the Saudis like the rest of them. Yeah, the first 60 seconds of that game, Mark, how did you feel it went for you? Um, maybe beyond the first 60 seconds, uh, Neil Doyle pulled out a yellow card for Cameron Janet oh, in the yeah. fifth minute. I forgot it was the Neil Doyle show and not actually Derry City versus no, Sligo Rovers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm normally, I normally think Neil Doyle's the best referee in the country, and that's not a great sort of margin to go by. Yeah, but Stephen Nolan also thinks he has the biggest show in the country, so, I mean... Yeah, biggest waistline, maybe, of anyone who presents a show in the country, but we're not talking about Stephen Nolan. Um, Doyle, I thought, the worst performance I've seen of him, probably ever, if I'm being honest. Uh, no, this is pretty bog-standard for me, you know. He, he gave us two penalties, and I still think he's had his worst performance ever, so that, yeah. that probably tells you the run of things. The only thing that we get from Ned Doyle in anyone's favour, in football's favour, if you want to put it that way, is, is the fact that he actually can play the advantage, unlike any other League of Ireland referee. Yeah, it's it's not sort of like in there, is it? Um, look, five minutes, I know the, the incident you're talking about right away, five minutes into the game, Cameron McJanet gets a yellow. Uh, McJanet got a yellow. It was, I think it was played on and he came back and booked him, if I remember rightly. It's about, uh, we're over I, a week away from it now. But, but he didn't even Okay, there wasn't even a foul in it. No, I didn't think so. I thought it was completely unwarranted. If it was a foul, fair enough, but it was never a yellow card, and that sets the sort of tone then for the rest of the yellow cards that night. Yeah, you're saying, but if it was a foul, but you're watching it from the terrace, you're not getting that same perspective that I am. Uh, I'm seeing it. No, and five minutes into the game, um, for the first real sort of tackle, the first... Um, I think it was the shall first, we say an inverted commas foul the first battle uh, of the game yeah. physically yeah um, to, to give a yellow for your first foul it sets a precedent and sets a tone that you're prepared to give out more yellows and, and fouls and just sort of break the play down and uh, make it a frustra- frustrating game to watch it was a frustrating game to watch but it was it also went the opposite way. It was a wee bit more free-flowing than I was sort of expecting after getting a booking within five minutes. Aye, but that's because of the advantages that, that he plays, I think. Uh, moving on from the first five minutes, or first 60 seconds, uh, Ben Doherty, as horny, horny as ever. Yeah, very, he very horny man. pings one from the outside of the box because he scored the goal against Shells, obviously, yeah. so he's, he, 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 he's sort of motivated by that now, and he's pinging them with his left peg from outside the box, but... Um, I think he had one or two early on. He did. Um, I can't really remember much about the strikes, but I know like he was taking them from outside the box. Uh, he was doing well to get on the ball and get that space to to have the shot, and it, it just seemed as if we were going out like it was a western, and we were fucking John Wayne just firing shots here, there, and everywhere. It was great. That's what we need. That's yeah. what we need. Um, and then we coming on like. It, First half, we looked well, and then we followed it up by scoring in the first half, 29th minute. Yeah, it was uh, it was, it was a great moment. It was one of those life's great moments. But uh, I felt the, the, the celebration of the goal was quite muted. Now, the goal came from Duffy had the ball on the left. He's fouled. Need to play his advantage. Good bit of refereeing. Uh, we Kavanaugh's in... Uh, yeah, in the middle, Jamie makes a good run. He looks like he's going to go left. Aye, cuts back on himself, so he's he's between the two defenders. Kavanaugh slips on him, and he he puts it away in a kind of typical Jamie fashion when he's on form. Yeah, now this is a point. I don't know. We're not going to spend too much time on the Sligo game because we are on a bit of a time scale. Uh, again, my fault. Um, but I just want to make the point that Brandon Kavanaugh, like I know it was rumored by Skentil, by Mark on Skentil, um, that 
I'm, I'm, I'm fully dropping the blame uh, at your feet, by the way. I, uh, I, I can only pass on the information that I get. Well, okay, fair enough. But uh, the, the information was given that Brandon Kavanagh was uh, soon to be leaving the club um, when Cameron Dumbigan returns. Uh, although the, the summer transfer window is still open and there is still time, Brandon Kavanagh has been like an unsung hero for us this season. He stepped under the breach and played phenomenally. Um, and he might not be the, the most gifted player in the on the planet when it comes to having a ball at his feet, but some of the stuff he's been doing for us with the ball at his feet this season has been magical. He's very attacking, um, and I think that's why there was so many calls for him to start games. Yeah. Um, when he was basically part of the bench 11, him and Ty Ryan. Yeah. Um, uh, at one point, uh, the other bash brother was... Was a permanent fixture with him. Along, uh, the other bash brother is fading and insignificance, isn't he? I, I could see if there's going to be a Kavanaugh leaving in this transfer window, I could see it being big Kavanaugh. Yeah, well, that would be unfortunate. Um, like I think he sort of settled down a bit in Derry too. He's, he's going with a a guy from Derry and so on. But look, that's that's not Kavanaugh's. Yeah, it's right. um, it's not for us to, to decide and. If it was up to us, I would rather keep him, considering what he done in the second half of that Sligo game for us. But moving on, there was another thing happened in that first half. Awful, awful thing happened. Uh, Sligo goal. So we did look like we were keeping on the attack, not the Derry City thing that, you know, we sit back on a 1-0. Yeah. And I think Duffy had a good chance and made the keeper make a save. But then... Um, the, the, the ball's over on our left-hand side, and one of the Saigo players does a turn. Like he, he does it almost unchallenged, and he spreads the ball over onto the far wing, and that catches us out completely. Yeah, I can't help but think our right-back's not there. Our right-back's uh, actually... He's over right on, like on our left wing as well, and McMullen, who's playing on the right wing... He's right over, so we yeah, made but, like but, a, a rectangle of the pitch, yeah, and left our our right hand side completely exposed, which might be something that you have to take a gamble with if you're playing, certainly, yeah. But it just, yeah, the, the ball goes over to Danny Lafferty, and he's got the acres. whole of the brandy well to run into. Yeah, he's got acres of space. Now, I'm I'm not going to place the blame at the feet of uh, Paul McMullen, Paul McMullen, Paul McMullen, Paul McMullen, <clears throat> uh, simply because. Throughout the entirety of the game, I found it difficult to work out where his exact position was because he was here, he was there, he was literally. He, he does like to like. drift inside by the looks of things, and he does like to take on a player, which is probably something that we might have been missing. I know. Well, the last time we seen that was a year ago against Riga, uh, and it was Ryan Graydon's debut. Aye, Graydon would take on a player a bit differently. I would say, so yeah. he would. He looked was, to go down less, the wing and, and, uh, and beat him with pace. In your face, down yeah. your throat sort of thing, whereas McMullen's like, hey, fuck you, I'm coming with you. McMullen's like, I've got this ball and a bit of string attached to my foot here and you're not going to take it off me and takes it round or through your past the player. Um, he's not knocking it round them and, and, and running on to it. But it has been said that he can keep a ball off a defender, a beach ball off a defender in a phone box. Um, you know, right. <laughs> Who said that? Himself? Uh, probably. <laughs> um, uh, so Danny Rafferty runs for God knows how long. It's probably the most running he's ever done in his life. No, it's um, more running than he's done for us for fuck's he sake. Gets in, no, don't be at that. He gets oh, in, in the edge of the box and hits a shot. And Brian Maher's beat so easily at his near post. Um, that's, maybe that's, it's an awkward one. It's low and it's right at him. And it's... Yeah. He can't sort of get himself into the position where he can save it, but he should never have been in that position anyway. No, it's a, it's a daisy cutter shot, and it's it's poor from Brian. It's a mistake, but it's one of the five that he's allowed per season. So hey, he's a, you know allowed as many as long as we're scoring twice as many. Um, a strange celebration from Danny Lafferty. I don't know if he was getting yeah, a bit like, of stick initially. He just sort of was like, it not like a hard man sort of walk towards block KJ. Yeah, and actually it was sort of like a bit subdued and then it was a wee bit more than just subdued and then he started giving it fucking bits and there was bottles coming down at him, uh, coins I would imagine, random rubbish and see to be honest, when you act like that... It was a windy day in the brand well. Yeah. <laughs> when you act like that, hey, on your own head it be, if you're fucking winding up the home fans after um, playing for us for years and then fucking bitching and moaning that you don't play for us anymore even though you're what 45 46 um, no, not he's, not, he's, like, not. he's not far off it like 
the, the club gave him everything in in terms of his you know he restarted his career with Derry City. He got his big moves across the water. He came back. Um, he won a trophy. You know what? What? What do you want from us? No, I think maybe he enjoys the crack. Maybe that's how you get himself going. He has to put himself as as you know enemy number one. But well, I mean, he can do whatever the fuck he wants if yeah, he scores against us. It doesn't you know fucking I mean? work for him because he got hooked early on in the first half. He went down injured. Come off. Uh-huh. Um, dig a hole was the chant. You don't often hear that now, especially considering we play on a block of concrete covered by plastic. Yeah, I ideally, uh, please. Uh, dig I a mean, hole. That, no, that'd be very, very helpful. I was a bit worried that you know if anyone from the council was listening, they were like, "Right, let's get the plan and application." And twenty years down the line, a hole will be dug. All oh, right, okay, um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. long before phase two of the brand will ever comes. Um, phase three, the 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 stand was phase two. The, the first phase was actually planning the thing for forty years. Ah, uh, see, uh, yeah, uh, it's all right, Mark. I'll, I'll keep you right. Load of shite is the sort of general consensus. We. We're playing the half em- uh, half completed stadium. Um, anyway, so. half time rolls around one each before half time. Literally just before stroke of half time. Stroke, stroke of half time. The Margaret half-time. Thatcher took a stroke at half time. Um, <laughs> ball. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> I really can't. I don't know. Uh, I'm feeling uh, mischievous. Um, yeah. So Neil Doyle turns it under the Neil Doyle show. No. Oh. Neil Doyle turns in under the Neil Doyle show. Right, so the, the thing I'm talking to, oh, right, you think there it's the right go. card. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's an argument to be I, made. But that's because you couldn't fucking see it from where you're standing. I, see I could see it perfectly, don't worry. Um, it's, uh, who has it slips it through? I think Kavanaugh puts it through. Shock. Uh, it's Ben Doherty coming inside from Feeling the Feeling very horny uh, too after he's, you know. And Ben Doherty actually quite smart. He, he tries to let the ball do the work, so he, he lets the ball beat him and the defender, who's a Pinnaker, P- Pudgenacker, uh, uh, that one, Pistaker. Uh And we'll we'll come back to him because he comes in to play at the end of the game as well. Um, he fires a leg out trying to stop the ball from beating him, and, and instead stops Ben Doherty from going anywhere. There was no intention to play that ball whatsoever. But he's, I think he's running past like if, the if, whole thing. If you look back at it, he stuck a leg out, knowing full well what he's doing, and straight away hands go up, knowing, oh, I don't uh, do nothing. But it, it's so it's outside the box, therefore it's uh, credible to, to ask for a red card. Yes. Because um, he's the last defender also. Even at that, it's denial of a goal-scoring opportunity, so no matter what, the double indemnity thing doesn't Aye, so kick any place. It, it's a red card. I, I don't... As long as I've been following football, I don't understand the rules anymore. No, no. But, the rules have changed that fucking much. Um, the big shout for red card. He doesn't give it. He, he has the yellow out very, very quickly. It's a bit like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll silence any calls, any big calls for a red card by getting the yellow out so quickly. I think that incensed everybody a bit more because, like, it, it's, it's a red card. Uh, eight days of the week, to be honest, Mark. Um, I was never good at maths, but uh, that's almost had a red <laughs> card. And from the free kick, we Kavanaugh. He calves. Hi, where'd that come out of? Off his right foot. Like he, there's, there's Mickey Duffy is on the pitch, known to be fantastic at a, a dead ball. Um, ben Doherty also there. Duffy hasn't scored a free kick for us since he's come back, has he? I'm not sure, but he's. I think he has. You toasted him at your wedding for pinging one like so. I mean, oh no, he's got he, he's unbelievable in every aspect of the game, really. But I don't think he's scored from the set piece. So other players are probably going here. I'm having a go at this one because you haven't scored one yet. How much money are you getting off him? Um, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Less than nothing. Well, um, wow. Uh, yeah. So like, there's there's many options. Even Brian Maher is unbelievable from a dead ball. But oh, the best passer of the game you've ever seen. Best passer of the game I've ever seen. Uh, Brandon Kavanagh steps up, ping, absolutely ping, and fair play to McNulty. McNulty? No, McNicholas. McNicholas. No, McNulty's the cheap shagger. Uh, McNicholas, what a save! But McNulty played for Cork and is retired now. That's a different one altogether. I'm on about. Is it right? Um, unbelievable. See, I don't think he, he got the shite to the, it, the credit that it should have got. Like that. From from the behind angle, 
there's a wild dip in it, and it's just heading straight down the top bag from what I'm seeing. Yeah. And he, he, his hand comes out of nowhere and, and pulls it out of the top corner. Yeah. Which is... Uh, puts it out for a, a corner ball. Um, now, I think we had a corner within the first 60 seconds as well, Mark. And I sort of went to Keith. Of the game? Yeah. I sort of went to Keith McJanus. Uh, McJana from a corner. Because you predicted McJana from a corner and 2 0, I think. I always predict McJana. Yeah. <laughs> McJana from a corner. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of went, McJanet at the end of the half. And no, it was a terrible ball. And uh, the ball's cleared, and uh, the halftime whistle blows to a, a resounding chorus of boos. 1 uh, 1, Ned Doyle, uh, not the favourite referee in the town at that particular no. time. Um, second half. No changes? No, I thought maybe the first 10 or 15 minutes cycle were getting like more attack and play. They were. So I think maybe the goal in general had rattled us a wee bit and then not getting a red card. I think it was more the red card that upset us than, than the goal. Um, but there were no more than half chances. No, uh, there they... was nothing that would put Brian Maher under any pressure. Yeah, Max Matter was on the pitch, wasn't he? You could well, I, but, he was, uh, but he didn't uh, really do much. No, he, he didn't. I was, I was. You could have played nets for that sort of period that I'm talking about in the second half at the start of the second. Half. If I had played nets, I wouldn't have let that Daisy cut run. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> there probably was about six or seven different opportunities it would have went on. But ah. I mean, I'd have saved that. Um, the, the 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 big turning point in the game was the subs. Yes, and uh, debutant Mullen. With an E, not E in his name. Mullins um, on the E's, on the E's. No, we can't That's do that That's a different Mullen together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think he was a Thursday, you know. Um, <laughs> Daddy Mullins goes on the pitch. Daddy Mullins on, but Patchen is on. And, and a couple of minutes later, Fats comes on. And yeah. And that, that, that duo, Patchen and Fats, the duo. Patchen also came on. What? The, uh, Danny Mullen and Patchen came Patchen on and then came on a couple of minutes later that's what I've just said I'm sorry sure. Mark I'm, I'm half asleep here uh, Patchen's on he's trigger happy he's <laughs> hitting them from everywhere he's had one from 30 yards out just, just wide of the post he, next one comes from I think it was a short corner he caught in uh, might have been on his left foot and he hits it and it, it kind of goes beyond the, the far post top corner yeah um, but he, he also did he have he's, one he's on his desperate did he have one on his left foot was that the one you're on about that just went over the crossbar? <laughs> Aye. That was that was beautiful. Like seeing um, that from behind where I'm sitting, like you were tracking it all the way and it was just sort of dipping at the at the right time, but not enough. He's he, he, hopefully that's the end of the knee problem that he had because he he's looking different animal. Uh he's looking like um you know, the first time he was here on loan. Yeah. And he was unbelievable, but then he was scoring you know, every set piece that he had, even 50 yards out against fucking Finn Harps and everything. What um, never ceases to amaze me is how Dundalk fans and the football club are, are just so nonchalant about him leaving. they never seen him. They never really had it. The only time they seen Will Patchen play was whenever he came on loan to Derry City. And it was... Decky Devine brought him in on loan. It was, yeah. I don't think Decky gets some of the credit for the players that he brought in. He, he brought Ronan Boyce through. He brought in Joe Thompson. Well, uh, Thompson he, Gunn was, was uh, Joe Thompson Gunn, who's got two mentions in two weeks now in the podcast. He's a fucking Lauren player. Uh, he, he brought Patchen in on loan. He brought McJanet in. Yeah. Um, imagine he was given the budget that Rory Higgins was given. Yeah. Then... You know, he, he would have had Duffy and Fats back, of course, uh, and God knows whoever else. So I don't think he gets quite the credit that he that he deserved. Uh, he left the club definitely in a much better position than when he uh, arrived. And yeah. Kenny Shields had left, as well, what, two players signed up or something like that. Um, Kenny Shields and whoever else was on the board. I, mean, I think it was four. Not not beyond the board to sign a player. Like. I think it was four. But no, that's, that's <clears> predominantly at the feet of Kenny Shields. But anyway, look. Onto the game. Uh, Back onto the game, I Penalty number one. Stonewall. Ben Doherty does not... You, you can switch off now, Ben, and come back in five minutes when we've discussed how awful your penalty was. Um, wow. So from... After calling with Horney and, and Super and... and oh, awful uh, penalty. Yeah. Great footballer. Uh, don't ever have another penalty, that. 
I mean, if he does, it's ballsy. Maybe against UCD for three 0 up, let him want to get his confidence back. Um, because he missed one against Bowes not that long ago, just he for did, the break. Yeah. I awesome penalties. His, and then his last while up and he, he missed one on uh, last Friday. So, I from a short corner. It was actually after Ben Doherty hit the post at the inside of the post somehow from beyond the the near post. Uh, uh, again, he's horny. He's having shots from everywhere. Uh, Doherty had a, a, a go. Where am I? Aye, so, so it comes to Doherty, he's having to go from the right-hand side of the pitch. and You're your back man, off the tarmac, you're on the rocking chair. Your, your man, Mahan, uh, uses Eddie? his hand to stop... I can't mind his first name, actually. Uh, he uses his hand to stop, like he's irrelevant. the goalkeeper. Yeah, like... What's how, he thinking? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. But again, it's denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. I, there's arguments to be made, of course. It's denial of a goal scorer. There's arguments to be made. I just think you cannot. I mean, was it going wide? It, it might have looked like it was going wide if you're wearing yeah. an indoor standing. So it's the only. It seems like a pointless handball. The only instance that I know of uh, since that rule has been changed, where it's denial of a goal scoring opportunity or double indemnity, that on double indemnity rule was, and you're not going to like me for this, Manchester United against Fulham, <sighs> when what do you call him? William handled on the line and was sent off. When Mitrovic tried to murder the referee? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. You're, you're mucker Mitrovic. Um, like, that's denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. It's a red card. He's handled the ball. Mitro was on fire. Um, like, it's clear to see that that ball was going on the back of the net. Keeper was nowhere. Well, I, I don't know. There. I, I, I don't know. From my angle, just a handball. Didn't, couldn't see if it was going on target or anything. Um, but Doherty steps up to hit the penalty. Awful. Doesn't pick a side. No. It's Perfect e- easy pace for, for the keeper, easy height for the keeper. It rebounds directly onto his head. I don't even think he knows Look, anything about it. The speed of which that ball came back at his head. And you just had him in the fist. Yeah, you'd find it difficult to. And it goes put straight back to where the keeper's still lying from having done a, a bit of a dive to the keeper's left uh, to, to save it. And you're thinking, fuck's sake, Saigo's got away. And. and they're slowing everything down at this stage. At, yeah, at that point, after the penalty saved, I'm thinking, we have, we're not going to win this game. No. And and Higgins, to be fair, he reacts. He makes a couple of subs. XL Kavanagh being one of them. Yeah. And Big Shane with a long throw. I think Sligo had made a sub at that stage as well, and Greg Bulger comes off. Bulger was on a yellow too, wasn't he? Bulger should have been sent. Uh, probably. Bulger should have been sent. First one... Yellow card, no complaints about it. Second, <laughs> where he should have, it should have been a straight red rather than um, a, a second yellow. He runs across Mac Mullen <laughs> and fires the elbow on them. Completely takes him out of the game. Right, and that's right. you wouldn't have seen that because it's down close enough to the touchline. So on the left hand yeah, side, it's difficult for you to. Uh, if you're looking towards the Bradley uh, Road, uh. Uh, um yeah, he fires the elbow one. Should have been a sent off, but again, Neil Doyle is Neil Doyle. Aye, I'd say one of his poorest performances, despite giving two penalties in our favour. Uh, we're deep in the injury time. So there's three Sligo players should have been sent off. but We don't get it. We, no. We've had a load of decisions go for us at the start of the season, so maybe we're reaping what we sowed then. Yeah. Um, anyway, deep, deep, deep in the, the injury, injury time, time. Ball's ping back to the quarterback. It is. Fats... With his two wands. Yeah. He's just there like a magician. He is. Um, um, he can he, look, he, he can play a ball from here to Craigan if he wanted to. And we were looking out the window at Craigan. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, great ball uh, over the top of the Sligo left wing, maybe? Left wing or left back. But it's in the big Kavanaugh who... Yeah, great I don't touch. know how he's found himself that wide. Yeah. He's normally quite central when he's playing, but he, um, he takes touch. a touch. Uh, and it, You've just lost everything, Mark. All your notes gone. And it takes him into the box. Um, I he, he sort of wins the battle physically. And then he, he's just inside the box. And he goes down. Now, I'm right behind it, but I can't yeah. see... Their feet. Yeah, the feet. Yeah, right. So, okay. so I, I don't know if the from looking at the replays, it looks like um, 
Don't get me wrong, I screamed for it. kind of kind of been clever with it. Yeah, I'd I screamed and wailed for the penalty, but um, I didn't think it was, you know, it, it would have been soft. Uh, however, having looked back at it on the replay, probably is a penalty, it is soft, but if you look at, I think it was Mahan, or they gave away the first one, Pinecker, uh, Pinecker. Well, or, this is this is where... Pinnaker comes back in because he's the man a judge they have fouled uh, XL Cabinet. So did you notice that he, no Sligo players complained about it? No, and they're probably looking at it like Need Doyle might be looking at it as should have sent him off in the first half, so I have to give a penalty against him here. So yeah. you know, I, nobody complained, um, which is fair enough. And then there was a bit of a bit of a discussion. Should we say over who hits the penalty? I think Duffy wanted to hit it. At this stage... Ben Doherty was further away from it than Maher was, because yeah. he didn't want to know. At, um, at this stage, I, I had sprinted down the stairs in the Mark Farren stand, and uh, I think I ended up standing beside you to watch uh, the penalty, uh, because uh, we score more whenever I'm standing down there, apparently. Um, no, because I, I was just like, look, if we don't score this, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Fuck that. And... It ends up, and I think Patchen said in his, his media after that it, it was Higgins said for Patchen they had it. Now, Patchen was looking, they had it anyway. Yeah. And Duffy was up and they had it. And it's good to see that there's boys willing to step up in the 95th minute and had a penalty. It's such a sort of crucial game, point. Yeah. Uh, um, it's not but, as if you're 2-1 up already or 3-1 up already, you know what I mean? Patchen took it, and Patchen does what Will Patchen does. Scores Dis, from a set piece. Dispatched it. He dispatched uh, it. Uh, love the celebration. Fingers in the ears. I've, by the way, listening back, um, the club put it out on Instagram and on uh, maybe as a YouTube short as well. It was captured by Keelan McGinley. Uh, the noise. The roar. And, and, and they call it, uh, I think in, in WWE, the pop. The pop. <laughs> the pop that came. This has been enough WWE references since... Uh, uh, the early days, yeah. Since Dark Coins left. Yeah. Uh, the pop that came from there was... It was, it a, was nuts. Like it, it was almost a throwback to when we were fucking brilliant. It was like Chris Jericho debuting in 1999. Yeah. Um, no, I think... Uh, it was like a Hardy Boys coming back at WrestleMania. <laughs> um, delete. Um, the, it was a... a, a like a joy and, and a relief but what was happening simultaneously bizarrely enough was Champ Rovers game was was like even deeper in the injury time at 0-0 and the final whistle was due there and this St. Pats had just conceded an equaliser to Cork so I don't know how much the players or the bench would have known about this beaten Dundalk as well or, or scored a, a winner against Some, Dundalk something like that but the, the results were firmly in our favour and I don't know, everyone from the playing staff to the management staff were elated at the final whistle anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much they knew about what was going on at other grounds, but it was a big, big roar of relief. And, and we said it last week, we asked the question everyone was asking, was the, the title over? Yeah. I think we both said no. We wouldn't concede it that early. No, no chance. No. Um, we're right back in it now, you have to think. Absolutely, absolutely. And given the the fact that Shamrock Rovers led the country down on uh, Tuesday night. Embarrassment. Yeah, uh, Pats were beat. How did they do, well. actually? Did they, they lost 1-0. Did they lose 1-0? Yeah. I thought it was 0-0 there, and then we, oh, <laughs> we no, went like, gunning home. They, 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 they lost 1-0 uh, to Braid Balak. Uh, I don't care if I pronounced that incorrectly. Fight me. Uh, Is that not somewhere in Belfast? <laughs> No, that's Bally Clare. You cough uh, over there. Yeah, sorry, Mark. Um, I, I'm taking up your role this week. Uh, Braid Ballack or b- b- Ball Bag or I, I don't know. Look, they, they let the country down. That's all that matters. Pats let the country down against some Maltese, Gibraltar, no. Pats got an L-0 away from home, didn't they? Oh, no, they oh, beat 2-1 due to lunch. Oh, due to lunch, yeah. And, and uh, also let the country down. The Dark held 0-0 by a pub team. Also let the country down. Barry's Magpies or something they're called. I don't know if it's, it's my magpies, but uh, Bruno's. Bruno's, is it? Yeah, Bruno's. I know the name. I was just being facetious. Oh, good man, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Uh, um, but, but yes, my magpies, that. my magpies fucked on Doc. Uh, but I, like, hmm. we'll talk about Thursday in a wee minute. Uh, would you call that the relief of Derry? <laughs> hey, 
Thank you. Thank you. I tell you what I would say is probably a lot less cocaine taken than the Brandywell that night. Um, and there's probably still some fair amounts taken. Um, <laughs> we move Christ. on. We move on. Drugs is a pandemic in itself. We move on. Epidemic, some would say. Thursday came around. Thursday came around. Uh, I, Mark, I was, Mark let the podcast down. I, uh, I was listening to every piece of media I could get. It's weird, right? I'm not going to the Faroe Islands. I know I'm not going to the Faroe Islands. Well, you're not going now because, I mean, the match was on Thursday. But I, but I feel like being away from Derry in itself, you're... You're almost missing something in yeah. the lead up to a European game, which is away from home there's, anyway. There's a weird atmosphere in the town building up. Mm. A weird good atmosphere, but a weird atmosphere all the same. It's uh, like it's like you've just landed in Spain, sort of atmosphere. Uh, Everybody's like, Oh fuck, here we go. So I'm and then the nerves well and truly kicked in. Like I wasn't nervous until Wednesday. <clears> and then it was like, Oh what if? Uh but I, I'm I'm passing about on tubes and stuff, but listening to everything that I possibly can. And, um, on the tube? I, I was on... Uh, Alright, Gav, you need fans. I was on the uh, Elizabeth line. Someone asked me, was it busy? I said, no, it was dead. Um, oh, Jesus, really? I'm fucking... So, oh, Lizzie. Not busy, Lizzie. Oh, right, right. right. Okay, yeah. um, I, uh, w- She's a boxy box, must feel her. Um... <laughs> One thing I, I, I'll say is I listened to Big Phil. Was he Arnie? was on the the other podcast, the Talk in North Korea. I mean, Talk in Derry City there, there podcast. Is podcast. Um, and it was interesting. Did, did we win the World Cup on that podcast? Did we? I think we did. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> I get what you mean. There, there we go. Yeah. There, yeah. Um, we do. I mean, we record this through audio so you don't actually see the faces that we're pulling behind when yeah, we're talking about yeah. it so um, don't get upset anyone um, Big Phil was talking about what success looks like to him um, trophies getting through rounds in Europe plural uh, winning the league several times and then a bit of music to my ears uh, Johnny get- Cash Getting Derry City Football Club to a place where it doesn't need him. Oh, it's something I've been saying for for as long as I can remember. I'm being honest. Um, but with that, like he, he he throws that out there, and he's not challenged on it. Um, they did ask him about like the next phase of the brandy well that'll never be delivered, and you know the state of the pitch that'll probably be sorted out in three years' time. Look, um, I'm not advocating it. But see if there was some young fella, or maybe some not so young fella, went on with a, a, a Donna Maxi, a Dundalk Maxi, can of petrol, lighter, maybe made a balls of the pitch. Uh, w- would you be upset? I wouldn't be upset. I'd be upset for some young person to end up with a criminal record. Well, um, that's only if they get caught. For for something that realistically is, is not. That big of a deal. Oh, it's a big um, deal. It's the biggest deal that it's ever in our history, Mark. So, uh, the, the the things I would like to hear more from from Big Phil. Is, we don't like players on coke, but we like them on grass. Ah, um, is he talks about Derry City's success being not needing him, but I've never seen any form of strategy or long term planning. Where we're at that sort of level, like yeah. you can't say that that means success for you, and not have a timeline on. It. I'm not saying he doesn't have a timeline on it. I'm just saying, you know, there's no apparent like there's there's nothing visible to the the outside eye uh, that 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 is something that we're working towards in five, yeah. ten, fifteen, whatever it may be years, um, and it. it, it it comes down to then like the, the the club's reliance on on volunteers is obvious yeah. in the current setup. And it doesn't sound like there's uh, any plans in place to change that anytime soon. So, is there any sort of strategy as part of this sort of um, uh, sustainability effort? Is there any strategy around volunteers as well and getting them more engaged and taking the club forward that way? Um, I just think it's it's something easy to say. 
Well, and difficult to do. I mean, I, I don't even think it's that difficult to do. It, it's difficult to get other people involved in it, of course, yeah. because it's money and people don't like parting with their money, especially now at the minute. Yeah. And we'll talk about money in a wee minute as well. But look, um, we're not here to talk about the club in the future. We can leave that for a later podcast. We're here to talk about I know. I, I understand we're, 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 we're on the time constraint yeah. and all that. Uh, but he also suggested he's willing to answer difficult questions. And once again, I'll say, get him on Scantel Podcast. There's plenty of difficult questions to answer here. Like, uh, why? Why is anything? Uh, okay. You, know, you leave here with an existential crisis. No <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on to Thursday night's game. Uh, the lads land out in uh, Torshawn. Uh, I'm going to call Torshavin. Not that I don't trust Adrian Kerr, but everything I've heard has been Torshavin. So I'll oh, that's that's the English pronunciation. He's, he's on about the Faroese pronunciation. Ah. Right, so anyway. Uh, starting lineup, please, Mark. Um, changes. A foot. So. <laughs> Of course, uh, we started with Maher and Nets, and then a back three. We had, well, a back five, but three central. McJanet, Shane McElhinney, and Conley. And then Boyce on the right of them, Doherty on the left. Uh, Diallo and Dummigan sitting in again in the sort of middle of the park. But rather than like a, a number 10 this time, we had um, McMullen on the right, Duffy on the left, and Danny Mullen starting his first game up top. Uh I felt it was wrong. Okay. Jamie has scored. He scored two and four now. He's the kind of striker that could put, let's be honest, not a great team in Torshavn to the sword. And he's benched. Yeah. I don't know if it's part of Danny Mullen's contract or something like that, where he gets the European nod. But I just felt it was... Rough on Jamie. Obviously, Higgins paid to make the big decisions, and that was a big decision for me. Yeah, um, well, obviously, he Higgins has got the the insight that we don't. Aye, and he's, he's picking a team to set up again. Like he's watched Torshavin a lot more than I have. I haven't barely seen a minute of him. Um, but also Branton Kavanagh on the bench. Yeah, I, I felt that was again probably the wrong decision. Um, but that's just what I took from the starting lineup. Yeah. The game itself was, like everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people were saying that uh, we're going to go into this game, we're going to fucking whop all over these and spend them 5, 4, 6, nil, whatever. The the predictions that we're skipping this week because we... We just don't have the time. We don't have the time. There, There's four people who got it right and two people who got it right, but after it already happened. But a lot of the predictions were Derry D1 by two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from the four people that predicted nil nil, and someone predicted you'd lose your voice, but I think that was after. That was after, yeah. <clears throat> and um, that that had well and truly happened, yeah. So in the game itself, I thought early on we were absolutely dire. We were, yeah. Uh, looked like a bit of a rabbit in the headlights situation. Um, Tershavin, everything we done was slow. Tershavin looked like a good side, and I, I don't think it's the case that they are a good side. I think we made them look like a good side in the, those early sort of uh, yeah. stages. So I read the um, the interview that Simon Collins done with Siggy, who is the Faroese. Siggy, yeah, well, Siggy Gordon. His um, his name is like Sigurion something, something, something very Scandinavian, right? right. Um, I can't remember his, his exact name, and I apologise for that. But uh, he's a local Faroese uh, sports journalist, sports reporter, and uh, he was sort of given like an insight to what the feelings are in the Faroe Islands coming up to this match. And he was saying like, normally HB be like, "Fuck uh, the European carry on. We'll concentrate on league and, and cup success." Um, but they were beat by uh, I can't remember the name of the, the team. top of the, the league. top of the league at the minute uh, yeah um, and the manager was kind of like right well maybe we should concentrate on the European game and I think they'd done that and I don't think we were Derry fans definitely weren't expecting it I'm not sure if Higgins probably was expecting it because I think he was actually at that match where they were beat 2-0 uh, well there were a lot of talk Pretty much, um, Higgins said, you know, the bookies had 
Josh Allen is favourites, and the bookies tried to get it wrong. He said he went and watched them lose 2-0, but there was nothing in the game. He said they're a good side, they set up well, they play the right style of football, uh, in his view, of what the right yeah. style is. And, and he, he, There's an argument to be made there. Uh, I wouldn't be the one doing the argument, by the yeah. way. So um, essentially, with this game ending the way it did, um, I think we need serious backing next Thursday in terms of off the pitch. We need a, like a serious atmosphere. In the we need next week. a serious atmosphere every game. We need a serious well, we, atmosphere yeah. the following Sunday when we're playing Athlone Town in the Cup. I think we're not because right. the 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 Brandywell has to be that sort of fortress. Like you don't want teams coming up to the Brandywell thinking, oh, we get to play in front of three thousand people and it's great and. You want teams coming up to the Brandywell thinking, I have to go out there and play in front of this vile 17 cesspit of a crowd. We, we'll a come on to that because on it's um, absolute chaos at the minute, money-wise. Um, so, Torshavin actually had a couple of chances. Brian Maher forced in a brilliant save, touches on the post very early on. They had another one where a lad skided from the penalty spot. Yeah. Um, and then another shot from outside the box and this is madness like this Torshavin all over us uh, another shot from outside the box which was well over the bar as well or, or just wide sorry yeah so of all the opportunities they had like there was a there was a couple of opportunities where Ryan Maher was calling to make saves um, and we did defend like, well obviously we defended well enough because the ball didn't go in the back of the net but I felt like we weren't playing at our full capacity either no we we play it like we give them too much respect. Yeah. And you'll see it when the subs were made in the second half. Uh, a bit more arrogance around their city, which they yeah. need to have. Um, two but, men on Mickey Duffy at all times, by the way. I, they, they were well coached and well sort of drilled on what the expect was. And Duffy actually did create things despite being sort of hampered by having the, the double up on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wasn't long after those three or four chances that Brian Maher goes down injured. Well, yeah. Uh, and the big yeah. rush to the sideline, everyone concerned for Brian Maher's injury, rushes over to hear what the manager has to say about it. Yeah, in reality, we all know exactly what's going on. Uh, maybe Torshavn haven't worked that out yet. Um, big time the switch, they used it themselves um, as a chance to, to get messages onto the pitch as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the changes were. I don't know if we changed playing in the back three about a wee bit or we just pushed boys a wee bit further on like uh, Diallo or Dummigan maybe asked to play a wee bit higher to fill that gap left in the number 10 row. Um, but it's hard to tell from the TV and, and, and the sort of angles that you're working with. But w- whatever was changed seemed to work and we came into the game then towards the end of the half. Yeah. Uh, McMullen. Had our first shot and target. Um, Age of the Box. Paul. 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 Yeah. Um, Age of the Box. Didn't really bother the keeper, but encouraging nonetheless. Yeah, well, any shot on target's encouraging uh, because we haven't seen an awful lot of them this, this season, have we? No, I mean, eight in total in this game. Um, and probably about the same in the Saigo game as well. Uh, we had a corner just before half time, and Dummigan had one from about 30 yards out. Yeah, and that bothered the keeper a wee bit more. We we could well have scored in the, the first sixty seconds and, and not known to be honest, Mark. We could have, aye, because they didn't have a, a, a scoreboard or a time up for yeah, the full uh, first half as well. Yeah, and the uh, the stream went to like a complete green screen, literally, uh, for the first. And Colin Green yeah. had they talk through it. Him and Peter Hutton discussing the game that they couldn't see. Yeah. Um, Unless they were getting, you know, radio foil in their ears or something, I don't know. Well, I did actually switch on Drive 105 straight away because I thought... Oh, they're out there as well? They're out there, oh, they're okay. covering it. Um, second half, subs Different again. Different day. Two subs, though. Will Patchen, Jamie, McG- Jamie McGonagall. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> he uh, falls over the ball, you fall over pronouncing his, his name. Uh, Danny uh, Mullen and Ben Doherty went off. I wasn't sure about that, but yeah, it's obviously I was, worked. I was looking at it because, it, again, they had no graphic up and you had no idea when subs were coming on or off mm. because they, they they refused to palm down to the bench to see 
who was there. Who I think was it, me, you know? I don't know who was running the stream, but if it's the same boys that were running the flag putting up, they oh might have Christ. been a wee bit flustered after a yeah. There was there was a bit of glare a and error, a diplomatic incident there, wasn't there? Well, well, if you you read the Belfast Telegraph, it was Derry City fans had forced a change. Yeah, uh, when in fact they just realised they had fucked up. Yeah, I don't know why they have one of those flags knocking it, about this close to bonfire night, but um, <laughs> aye, they stuck up uh, a tricolour instead. There, look, this has happened as long as I can remember. Almost every time we've played in Europe, I remember the first time we were in Riga. Must yeah, twenty two thousand eight. No, two thousand nine. It was two thousand nine because we played CSK Sofia straight after that. Was it then, that long ago? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, and we went out, and there was two Irish bars in the same street. Uh, one that we never returned to the second time round because it was it turned into some sort of Irish rock and roll bar. Um, but one Irish bar had the tricolour up, and one Irish bar had the 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 Ulster know, Banner. Is what it's is. David, it's his official title, the Ulster Banner. Uh, whatever they call that other one, um, the, the made up flag. Uh, and of course. The, the bar eventually realised the error of their ways because everyone was drinking in this one Irish pub, nobody in this other Irish pub yeah. uh, that used the wrong flag. But to be fair, you have tourists standing in the guild hall that will ask you, you know, how to get the Londonderry from here because they think they're in Derry and they need to get the Londonderry for something else that shows them on Google Maps. So. We live in a place that is I refuse uh, to use that undecided. Word, yeah. The L word. Yeah. You can use it, it doesn't hurt you. Oh it does. Um I actually it go way, way off topic here. I done a, a a piece of writing on it in terms of marketing a city with no name or no decided name. And the variety of answers you get around it is surprising. I think one of the the people I think you might have been of a Sinn Fein persuasion. Uh, and it worked on the City of Culture bid, reckoned that the King's Charter or Queen's Charter, whoever it was at the time, was only applicable to within the walls and had no um, no qualms with, within the walls being called Londonderry and everywhere else being called Derry, which I thought was a, a bit of a unique take on it. Uh, no, that, I think that person went on the Bogside bonfire well, that's your, uh, um, very shortly after that, to be honest, Mark. That's your uh, uh, history lesson for today. Um, Jamie's on. We're yeah, back, back in the Fairway yeah, yeah, yeah. um, There was actually a game that happened, yeah. And he has two two chances in the space of about three or four minutes. Uh, one's blocked away from one side, uh, the sort of left side of, of the box, and the other one is um, saved uh, by the keeper, forcing the keeper in to save. But already, Jamie's sort of you know the old Jamie when he's scoring goals. Yeah, the, the Jamie that first started and. Uh, Two years ago, he uh, scored that, that, that goal against Sharmac Rovers at once game. And again, it really, really forces the point home that he should have started the game, I think. Yeah, um, I have to say, I don't know where you were watching it, but the atmosphere in the rocking chair was absolutely top drawer. It uh, looked like a good night. I just got home in time for the literal kickoff or lack thereof, the black screen. I got home for that. Um, Around the iron mark, Wee Cavanagh gets his chance off the bench, and Fats comes on as well. Yeah. Uh, McMullen and Diallo both off, so a, a real change in how we're approaching the game now as well. Diallo with a new hairstyle too, I've noticed. What was his hair? He's, Did he have blonde tips? Uh, yeah, yeah. Blonde titties, bringing back the early 2000s there. Yes, yeah, so indeed, yeah. Um, yeah. Trendsetter, we see all, all the Waynes in town will be over across the street there, Brass and Bone, getting the blonde tips in now. Yeah, or Illuminati, or one of the many, many thousands of barbers. Is there uh, a barber called street. Illuminati? Yes, yeah. Do you Anywho. have to do a secret knock to get in? No, the door's just uh, always open. I'm missing a market employee there. Um, we have no fats is on. Um, fats is just a player that's designed to play in Europe, isn't he? Yes. He's just, he, he's just different when he plays in Europe. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a, a a confidence that he carries, but possibly possibly again when I scored that those goals against Vitesse Arnhem. Aye, and that's just some of what he's done in Europe. Like, um, but he comes on. The first thing he does is try and catch the keeper out from halfway down, <laughs> and that's yeah. the kind of cockiness that you need to play against a side like Torshavn. Now, in fairness, 
fitness is on our side. It is. So we're a full-time outfit, a professional full-time outfit, definitely on the pitch, not sure about off the pitch. Um, and they are, I don't know, what are they? They have jobs from biblical times, like carpenter. And, yeah, they're, they're you know, part-time carpenters. Fishermen and, yeah. and stuff like that. Fisher off men. Um, wow. So the, the, there's that. Um, and then Jamie has another shot with his head. It's on target again. Keeper makes a save. Uh, but it, was, it was one of those head kicks that um, Darn uh, uh, so eloquently. Uh, but he, uh, he scored with his head against. Who did he score with his head against? Cork. Cork. Not that long ago. Yeah, so Brandon Cavan played the ball in. That's the right. Yeah. That's right. Flashbacks of that, really. I think they only had really one chance beyond. Um, deep in the second half, uh, but it was a good chance. Yeah, Maher palmed away across, and the second ball was slapped straight at him. Yeah. luckily enough for us, and, and he I, managed to gather it. I know how stupid this is going to sound, but the referee was very European. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? So he, he wasn't prepared to like let the weed niggly things go. He wasn't prepared to play the advantage. Well, Everything a, was a Brexiteer as referee. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, Brexit means Brexit and so on. Uh, yeah, he, he wasn't prepared to let the game flow freely. Uh, it was like every wee niggly things are free. He's trying to, you know, plead his case to be brought into the, the tournament proper. Um, but uh, I don't think that's that's what UEFA operate on. Free letter of the law, do you mean? Yeah, he, he was like... Pulls everything up. Yeah. But then that's not... I wouldn't put that down as a European style. Oh, it is, yeah. It Look is. at um, like you watch a game from Spain, and unless it's Real Madrid or Barcelona, like it, it Valladolid against Real Sociedad or something like that, uh, it's like blow the whistle. No, every I think I, I think there's advantage played uh, in most countries, um, but I'll <laughs> I'll agree to disagree. Uh, Kieran Cole, come I on! Thought it, I thought he was bringing in like niggly fouls and ah, he, he's stopping the game. He's doing what. What most people probably call League of Ireland's referee job, never mind European. No, because he actually took his uh, line to men on. Uh-huh. Lines, assistant referees. Assistant uh, referees, he took his assistant referees. I think on. it was two men, so don't think you're going to get cancelled for calling them linesmen. Kian um, Cole enters the pitch and almost scores within yeah. what, three seconds. Yeah. His first um, touch of the ball. He came on for Cameron McDonald, and that was a bit of a concern for me because I thought. Is Cameron McDonald Did he go off with a knock or something? I'm not sure, but he was moving freely, getting off the pitch, so maybe it's just a precautionary thing. Hopefully. I think it was just getting a natural left back on after their chance came from, from I think it was down our left-hand side, the ball came in, getting a natural left back on. Yeah, which was, is something we, we, we took Ben Darnie off. complained yeah. enough about. Yeah. Um, uh, towards the end, a couple of half chances. I think Duffy put one in on target, which... Looked like he was sailing for a wee second. He was just outside the box. The goalkeeper, what was his name? Like, you're asking me. It's like Merco or something. Like that was it or Mark? Mark. Mark. No, I was Mark. I. That's um, right. It's Faroese McCarran. Ah, uh, Mark. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's Mark. So he 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 pulls off another save and bench stalwart Tag Ryan is probably stood up applauding at this stage, you know, um, because this keeper has, this is like his eighth save in a row or something like that. Um, and then the, the, the game kind of petered out right at the end, a couple of half chances. And that is, um, that was the end of it. Yeah. Um, it ended with a bit of a, a bit of a whimper more than a, a flourish, didn't it? I think, uh, I think, I think Torsham were on were on the attack, were they? Well, they had that one, but uh, no, I think we we kind of accepted that we wouldn't break them down on on that evening, and we, we were going back to the Brandywell nil nil. Now, I, I sent you across points ahead of the live podcast, and although I was predicting a heavy win for Derry City, I did point out that their home results in Europe for some whatever reason I don't know their home results in Europe are usually quite good yeah um, so coming out with a draw isn't the end of the world yeah 
Um, no, look, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, go back to the brand new on Thursday, and, and we sort of try and create a bit of an atmosphere and and uh, and go for the throat. But um, <clears throat> have you got your ticket for this coming Thursday? I have got my ticket at twenty five quid. Um, <sighs> there's no real point in complaining about it because it's a bog standard for Europe, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's, it's a bog standard for us. For I, yeah. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. It shouldn't I, be. I agree. I'm, but look, I'm actually more annoyed this year than I was last year. Um, because Dairy going well now and there's not as many people willing to complain about the price of the tickets. 25 quid. I think it, <sighs> we have to look at where we live. It, it just screams to me that there's no reality of whoever's making the ticket price decision and the place where we play. And not just the brand new, well, the the wider city. There's so much low wages and unemployment. Yeah, and then you're asking people for some to to enjoy something that doesn't come around very often. You're going to have to pay twenty five quid if you're on the dole. I think you're getting eighty four quid in a week, so you're giving up over a quarter of your weekly wage. Are being asked to. Because you don't have to, obviously, which is always an argument put out there, but I don't get it. Um, to, to go and watch a Faroese side in the Brandywell. Half half people wouldn't watch them. They're playing out the back. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get anybody of, of real quality uh, in the early stages of the European uh, competitions. The best sort of game we could have got there would have been, what, Linfield or Cruz or... Uh, Even that, if you're charging twenty five quid into that, it's too much. It is, but the the price of a ticket that's that's the only sort of game you're going to get a massive crowd going. It sort of thing, you know what I mean? If you want, if you feel like you really need to charge those ticket prices, that you're going to have to give a justification as to why they're so high, and why you have people who work in trying to get sponsorship and revenue through the club why they aren't doing their job adequately enough that we have to charge the fans an arm and a leg. Yeah. I think that's the question needs to be asked. Look, we've been asking the question for uh, a couple of years now. I remember the entire you know, After hitting you for 25 quid to watch a Faroe East side, albeit a slightly better standard the Sunday after, Athlone Town are playing the Brandywell. Yep. And you're asked to pay 17 quid to watch that. Which the argument there is always, oh, the prices are set out at the beginning. You can't lower the prices or something for an FEI Cup game because the gate's split or something. You need to work out a pricing strategy for games. You need to have some sort of um, categorization yeah. of games. And FEI Cup games should be cheaper than your average league game, in my opinion. It's a bonus... <sighs> five games if you're at home anyway I'm, I'm in agreement with you Mark but look again um, we've done it to death I we but protested it, it, about it and I remember but I, I'm coming uh, worried loggerheads with, with the chairman over it because uh, we protested about it and we were made um, to, the, the fans themselves made us out to be ball bags because uh, we refused to support our team but no it wasn't a case of that it was look Boys just literally can't afford to go, and that is the reality of it. Oh, there's some fans out there that are holier than thou, and you can't question what's going on at the club. We're not like that. You know what I mean? People are different. That's life. Um, but I'm worried this time because there's no noise around it, and someone needs to st- speak up for people who can't afford to follow their team, and particularly such an occasion... It yeah. doesn't come round often enough. I I just think it's unfair that it isn't accessible to everyone. It, no, I agree with you. And a, a so-called community club. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, um, anyway, on on Thursday, uh, what do you fancy? On Thursday coming, I fancy a tight game. I don't fancy it like, but I reckon it'll be a tight game. Um, I'm hoping we go all guns blazing and win the game 3-0, but of a, a sneaking suspicion that we'd nick it 2-1. You th- think they'll score? I think they'll score. I don't think they'll be that tight. 
I think it's going to be. I, I'm going to go with my original prediction, four nil. Uh, Jamie, if he starts, and he should start to get two. McJanet from a corner and Fats with a piece of magic. I'm going to say Paul McMullen, uh, Will Patch in and Fats if we go three nil. Or you can't give two, just pick one. All right, I'll go with three nil. Fuck you, Mark. Right, well, anyway, we've run out of time for the time being. Uh, we might come back to this, possibly not. Um, but we will be back in full capacity next week with a full review of the Torshavn and Athlone games. Uh-huh. So we'll be back, say, next Monday recording, Tuesday. Something like that, maybe Wednesday recording suits better. Uh, but we'll see. We'll work <laughs> that out better, in the yeah, background. We'll work that out in the background. In the meantime, hi, enjoy the game. Uh, good luck if you're spending 25 quid to watch that shite and another 17 on top of it for the, the cup. But we'll see you after. Aye. Uh, good Cheerio. luck. Bye.